And it's a sogi we're learning uh, second day Yamtif, Yamtif Shainish Algolius. So we saw the opinions about where the Hatakona came from, what it applies to. And even though today we don't have the reason that there originally was, there's no suffix, we have a calendar. So there's no real doubt as to when Yamtif falls. But we saw nevertheless the Chachami made a into a takana of his haru, the minag of Yisechem, keep the tradition that there wasn't chuslaritz, either because we worried that, that because of the tsarist, Klaishol would lose the accuracy of the calendar, or because, like Chassam Seifer said, there would be a sad in the future to go back to be Kedush HaKadosh based on sighting of witnesses, which we discussed the options that we don't have for him or not. But now that that's the halach, it has a din of a minag. At the end of the minag, the minag of Chutzla is just to keep two days. The minag of Eretz Yisrael is to keep one day. And now like every other time when there's a din of minhagim. So the question is, when is one bound to the minag he began with? And when do we say that a person can now keep a new minag of a place where he's moved to? Yeah. And this applies to like, many different cases of a minag. And that is once a person was brought up with a certain minag, can he... Change his minog, does he have to retain the minog he had? And if that's, if a person can change a minog, then at what stage do we say that there's a significant enough change that he's no longer bound by what was before and he now can keep a new minog? Now let's explain. There's different kinds of minogim. There's some minogim which depend on one's family. Right? For example, there's, a fa- there's different uh, nuschois of davening and different people based on what their parents did or their grandparents did. Or certain customs people keep, that's in a minute of a family. That in a way is harder to change. Because even if a person moves to a different location, he's still part of the same family. It's not a place based minute, it's a family based minute. It's like, for example, and just the best example of this is the Minhagim of Sardim and Minhagim of Ashkenazim. I'm not talking about Halacha, that they had Paskin differently as Sardim and Ashkenazim, I'm talking about Minhagim. For example, the minag of Ashkenazim not to eat kidneys on Pesach. It's not a halacha because the Gemara doesn't answer it. It became the minag in the, in the countries of Ashkenazim. Now, if a person would relocate to a Sephardi country, to the Near East or to one of the Arab countries, it's not going to change anything because the minag isn't because of the place. The minag is because of the family origins. And if that's the case, he's an Ashkenazi, even if he happens to be living in a Sephardi country. And the same thing the other way around. Right? So therefore that's a minag which is harder to change. But what we're talking about now is a minag which is specifically a place-based minag. It has nothing to do with a certain part of Klai Yisrael, or a certain group, or a certain family, thank you. It's a din in Klai, it's a din in the place. The minag of B'nai Chutzlar, it's just to keep two days, the minag of B'nai Yisrael is to keep one day. And if that's the case, at what stage do we say that a person's changed his place and now, therefore, the, the, the dinim of the place that he was no longer applied to him. Now, this we find in other cases also. The Gemara already talks about this idea of place based in the Gemara Psachim. The Gemara says there's a Makum Shinagu to do Melachim and Pesach, and there's a Makum Shinagu not to do Melachim and Pesach. And the question is, at what stage does the person change from being, being held by the Minak that he used to keep before to the place where he now is? Right. So there's two parameters in halacha for this. And we're going to see how they apply to second day yamtif. 
The one question that which is already brought in the Gemara, and that is, is it Daito Lachzar or ain't Daito Lachzar? Which means, does he intend to go back to the place he came from or not? The Gemara that tells the story about Rabbi Barachana, who came to Babel, and he wasn't, he didn't keep the Minang of Babel, and the Gemara, one of the stories the Gemara has about that was, was Daito Lachzar. He wasn't intending to stay in Babel, he was intending to return to Eretz Israel. And therefore we see, even though right now he happened to be in a different place, right, but Lemaise, the fact that he was intending to return to the place that he came from, means that he's still shaykh to Allah of that place. Now, that's not by itself enough of a hetzer, because even if that doesn't mean that he's bound by the minhagim of the place that he is, right, we'll see there's a second thing also, and that is a person can't act differently to the people in, the pla- in that place. So, for example, let's just explain the story in the Gemara, the Emzachim. The Gemara talks about the fat, the chaleb, which is on the stomach of the animal. Now, there's two different layers of fat in the stomach of an animal. Whoever has ever watched, have taken animal body, you'll see it clearly. The one's called the dakashta, and the one's called diatra. And basically, it's, the, it's like a semicircular shape. And if that's the case, the one is called diatra. It's like a, a bow, which has like a curved wood and a straight, so to speak, string, which is used to pull back and hold the, hold the arrow. So the Gemara calls the two kinds of fat, the akashta and the yatra, the two parts of the bow, which means there's one which is curved around the stomach, one which is like more of a straight form of fat. And there's a machlokes between Babel and Eretz Yisrael. What's the din of these two fats? Are they chaylev, which means they're forbidden to eat, or are they considered shimmer, which means they're mutter to eat? And the Gemara in explains exactly why this, 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 this agreement came about, but basically it became a minog of two different claims. Now therefore, if a person was a Ben Babel, then he would be machmir, and it would be awesome to eat both of these fats. If a person is a Ben Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael they were makil, and they would be wanted to eat the ayash, the one of the two. Okay. If a person would move location from Babel to Eretz Yisrael, so now, if, at what stage do we say he's now Ben Eretz Yisrael, and the fat would be muttered to him? Same thing the other way around. If a person would move from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, so now what does you say becomes the Ben Babel, and the fat is awesome. So what the Gemara said there by Rabbi Barachana is that he was a Ben Eretz Yisrael. He moved to Babel, but it was only temporary. He intended to go back again. And therefore, he doesn't become a Ben Babel, and therefore he doesn't have to be Machmir on both of them. Now the Gemara is the second point, which is also very negative, and that is, even if a person isn't personally chayev by the minhagim of a place, because he isn't a member of that place, but you can't act in a place differently to the minhag which is prevalent. And therefore, a place where everyone's keeping a certain minhag, you can't be different. Not because you chayev, but because, which means you can't act and be noticeably different to the people in the place. And therefore, the Gemara says, even the Rabbi Babarachana was allowed to eat this fat because he was a very rich Israel, but he wouldn't be allowed to eat it in a place in Babel where people would be watching him. Because by them, they machmir on it, and for him to act differently would look that he's not, he's being mezalzo in the minute of the place. Therefore, even if you're going to discuss tonight at what stage a person can change from becoming a Ben Eretz Yisrael to a Ben Chutz Lawrence, or the other way around, that's only regarding his own chiyuf to keep one day or two days. Right? Now, regarding can you be different to the people where you're in is a separate discussion. And like I said, we'll talk about next time what hanhogas they are, which are bound, which you bound to because of the place you're in, not because you're personally high. And therefore, just to give a simple example, even if a person came from Chutzla to Israel, for three days, they came to the Erev Shavuos, they have a Shavuos, and they're going back to the day after Shavuos. 
So they're for sure considered a Ben Chutzlaret. But there would be certain restrictions of what to do in Eretz Yisrael because they're in a place where everyone's keeping a different minute. So like I said, so the one question, the, the one parameter is the Hetel Are you moving back again or are you staying where you are? That's our first parameter. And our second parameter is the halacha of Akar Beisai, which means he's moved his house. He's moved his house. Or Akar Dirasai, sometimes the notion is, which means he's no longer a resident of the place where he was before. He's now moved home and now he considers the new place to be his home. Now, that's as far as the halacha talks, that's what the Shulchan Aruch brings in Simon Tav Sarivav, these two parameters. Is it Daita Lachsar or is it Akadi Rasi? Now, the MS is that's pretty much as far as we have in the early Akronim. And the reason for that is, is travel was very difficult in the olden days. Nobody came to Eretz Yisrael for a short vacation. If a person is already going to the difficulty of a few month voyage to get to Eretz Yisrael, or risking themselves in the, sea, the, the kind of ships they had at the time, or the, the risk of being attacked by the goyim along the way, whatever it's going to be, to come to Eretz Yisrael, it was normally for, because the person wants to move to Eretz Yisrael. It's not so, it wasn't so shchiyah, it wasn't so common that people moved, Israel moved back again. Right? And therefore, the person didn't really discuss so much exactly the parameters because it wasn't really the case. A person moves to Eretz Yisrael and tends to stay in Eretz Yisrael. Now he's become a better Eretz Yisrael. A person who leaves Eretz Yisrael will probably now tend to stay in Chuzlaret. In other words, then travel meant a person's not necessarily traveling the whole time, unless, like in the case of the Gemara, Rabbi Babarchana, who was a messenger. Right? We know from many places in Chas, Rabbi Babarchana's job was to be the messenger between the Yeshivas of Eretz Yisrael and the Yeshivas of Baal. And therefore he used to go up and down and up and down to relay information or carry halachas up and down to, between the two. Which is why we often find Rabbi Barakhana traveling. Right? All the stories of Rabbi Barakhana on journeys, he was a traveler. So if somebody like that, there'd be a question because he keeps moving around. But he wasn't staying anywhere. He was, he was a courier. He kept, he kept moving. However, somebody who's moving and moving their family and deciding to set up a house in somewhere else, it was very uncommon for them to go back again. And that's why, as far as Allah was concerned, you either live in Chosnaret or you've made the decision you're moving permanently to Eretz Israel and you move to Eretz Israel or the other way around. There wasn't multiple moving. However, today, when the world has changed and travel is easy, and even and people do move around, or people even have two homes, and they're happy to travel for a yom tov for a short amount of time or whatever it's going to be. If that's the case, now the question has to has to be addressed more fully, and that is, at what stage do we say a person? Is still a Ben Chutzlaret, and why does you say a person has become a Ben Eretz In other words, in reference to both of these things, what does it mean to Eitz Elachsa? A person has intention to go back. Does that mean ever? Does that mean at a certain point? Does that mean if a certain thing will happen? Does that mean ever? Does that mean tomorrow? And you'll see that there are a number of different shifts in the past can to explain this. And the same thing on the second parameter, which is Akar Dirosay, that a person's moved location, what's called being Akar Dirosay? That he sold his property in Chutzlaret, that he bought the second property here, that he doesn't own anything anyway. What's called Akadir Okay. So again, there are a number of Mahalchim. I had to pass them. I'm personally aware of four Mahalchim, which different places can have used. And uh, 
so well not trying to say what's the correct ma'alik because they all contemporary pricing with the last star. I just explain one by one what the parameters were for each person looked at, and you'll see the differences and the significant differences in in, in, in differences between how they came out the mass. What the differences were based on is maybe their the experience of dealing with people. That could be. But either way around, there were certain parameters that each person looked for, which was different. So let's start with Ramosha Feinstein. The fact that his sons still said Yamazet, actually. And that is that the, a person is determined to be in the place where he now considers his home. Which means it's not, a, it's not an amount of time, it's where a person has his home. And therefore, if a person's visiting Eric Israel, or visiting Chutzlaretz, that's not his home, he's a visitor. He might have hired an apartment for a week or two, being staying with relatives or in a hotel. That's not home. You're a visitor. If that's the case, your home is where you live that's your, most of the time, that's where your home is. And now you're away from home, now you're considered a traveler. However, if a person sets up home in Eretz Yisrael, right, even if it's only for two or three years, an average, who's getting married, and he's starting off over here, and he's intending to be here for a few years, however long it's going to be. But right now, that's his home. Where's he living? He's living here. He doesn't have another house. If he's going back to Chutzlaris, he's staying with his parents. That's not his home. If that's the case, his Moshe finds in held, again, so both his sons of David and Reuben say, right, that if that's the case, you, your home is Eretz Yisrael. And even if you tell him, Merosh, I'm only moving for three years to Eretz Yisrael. Right, I'm coming for three years and I'm going back again. According to... It's your home? That's where my house is right now. If that's my home, I'll keep one day. And oh, you're going back to Chutzlaretz for Pesach or for Sukkot, whatever it is. But you don't have a home in Chutzlaretz. You're staying with my people. You're a visitor. So your home is here and you're staying there. And it's the other way around. If a person lives in Chutzlaretz, even if they would come every single day on the Israel to visit their children here or whatever it's going to be, right? but that's not their home. They're visitors. They're away from home. If that's the case, according to him, that, that you'll be giving to them. In other words, according to him, the factor of what's considered makes you a band of a certain place, a band of a certain place, is where do, where do you consider your home to be? And we're not looking at long-term plans, we're looking at right now. Where's your home right now? I'm not directly, but I asked, and someone who asked him asked me, they asked if I find someone has two homes, one here, one there, half the year is there, half the year is here. If that's the case, wherever he is right now, that's his home. That's so that time, he's in America, he's at home. Okay, when you hear, you hear. That's the first Mahalakh. The second Mahalakh was the Mahalakh of a lot of these Aristotelic voice came with minor variations of exactly what the parameters are, but the concept is the same. And that is, a home is somewhere where you see yourself staying long term. If I'm somewhere, even if this is Lamaisa, I've rented the place and I've furnished it and this is where all my possessions are, but if I know it's short term, if I know it's short term, then it's not enough to change my minak. This is an important point. The, the, the reason, this has only been the gay when a person starts off with a different minak and now he wants to know, can I change my minak? So in the normal case, someone comes from Khutlarit where he was always keeping two days and now he's moving there to Israel. And now he wants to know, I want to change to only keep one day. Now they used to ask, do, is, do you consider yourself living long-term in Eretz Yisrael? Or do you consider yourself living here short-term and you're moving back to Chutzlaretz again? 
Because to change a minhag, you now have to be considered a Ben Eretz Yisrael and not a Ben Chutlaretz. And if as opposed to what we said before, B'Shem Feinstein, that a study on where a person is home is right now, they understood that at least has to be also a certain like or planning to be here for a long, long, a lengthy amount of time. A lengthy amount of time. Now, how do we determine that? Yeah. Um, what the rabbis brought up is interesting to learn. Um, the uh, the ability to follow a certain posik in halacha isn't based on place. It's not that it's it, there is a din of marid asra. That's a different din, and that is that if he's a, if a certain person is a posik in that area, I can't disagree with him. But in a place where there isn't, there's no one marid asra, which means there are lots of poskim, then I don't have to choose a local posik. If I always follow the psalm of Moshe Feinstein, I can continue to follow the psalm of Moshe Feinstein as Israel. If there be one, one, let's say one person whose opinion carried weight in Israel, that would be all, then it'd be a shayla, because then maybe you can't pass it against the rob of that place. So let's say if you're in some small town and there's a rob of the town and he, he, everyone in the town follows his rulings, then I might be banned by that. Again, not because I'm banned by it, but because I can't be different to the people in the place. But in Israel, but anyway, there's so many opinions, there's so many different poskim, and everyone's following a different. A different rav when it comes to deciding halacha, so one can easily find a, a rav from Chutzlaretz. Also, you aren't, you aren't bound to the pesach here, right? But so, what what are the pesachim here considered that, that moving to becoming married to Israel, a person who intends to stay a long term? Now, how do we decide that? How do we decide that? So, the different pesachim in Eretz Yisrael, I'm talking about specifically Rosh Hashanah and Yashiv, had different ways of trying to work out. How much is a person actually a serious option of staying long-term in Eretz Yisrael? So, the first thing I said from Shlomo myself is that as long as a person's a single bachar, even if he's come to Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, and even if he's been in Yeshiva for a number of years, but that doesn't make him in Eretz Yisrael. Because since the very nature of a bachar is somebody who isn't settled yet, and if a good shidduch comes up somewhere else, he would move to meet her, and maybe that would determine when he's going to stay. So that's the case. You still, you, you can't yet make a decision, I want to live long-term in Israel. There's too big an open, open-ended question of who am I going to marry? And therefore he held, and again, I heard this myself, even for Bachim in Kaltara, in Yeshiva, for a number of years, and had every intention of living in Israel, he used to always say, as long as you Bachim, you keep two days. And Yeshiva used to provide second-day minyanim and second-day meals and everything else because of health. Yeshiva held as if you you can't make life plans or you want to be long-term while, you, while you're still single. Okay, that was the first set. Is that true for every situation? First thing. Now, even when people get married, so now the next question was, was asked, and, and people said they want to stay long-term in Israel, and that is, do you have a financial plan to make that, that's going to work? In other words, if a person's here, and they're, being, they're here because they're being supported by their parents or their in-laws for a specific amount of time. They told you, giving you three years, five years, whatever is going to be support. And afterwards, that's it. And uh, he's saying, Kailal, and she doesn't have a job. So they don't have a financial plan of, to stay here long term. They're being supported for a short term, for a certain amount of time, and if that's the case, then it's understood they're going to go back home again. If that's the case, you didn't consider that somebody who has a long-term plan to stay in there to Israel. Now, Again, as always, when it comes to Parnassah, these things are Biyad Hashem. That's for sure. And things can change. That's for sure. But for a person to say, I'm living in Eretz Yisrael, I've moved to become Eretz Yisrael, 
means I have a I have a mahalikha I'm going to stay here. So even if a person is saying right now I don't have a parnasa, but I'm training to get a parnasa, or my wife's working for a job, whatever it's going to be, but we're working on making a plan to make it work in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, then we can consider that someone who wants to move to Eretz Yisrael. But as long as the person's here and doesn't have any mahalikh, doesn't have a plan, isn't trying to implement a plan, how they're going to stay here. So then, uh, uh, the, the factors are that there isn't a long-term mahalikh, it's not going to work. Maybe that's only if he's being supportive. If he's not being supportive, then nothing will change in the next five years. If he's not being supportive, he's supporting himself. Whatever. So that's okay. It's okay. Then you can say that we have a mahalikh. Either he is supporting his other dancers, but he's looking... Uh, those people who will tell you Marosh, that they're happy to stay here until their kids are school going age. Because they don't want to go attend their kids to an Israeli school. Which is becoming less and less of an issue because Israeli schools are becoming more and more chutzpah in the amount of kids in the classes. But that's not the point right now. But if a person has such a shit, okay, then you're limiting yourself. You're saying, I'm not going to stay here long term. Right? And even that might be four or five years ahead in the future. Right? If that's the case. But you don't, you, 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 your intention is not to stay here long term. If that's the case, then you still consider living chutzpah. And therefore, there could be people who will be here for a number of years, and if Shamazan was told them to keep two days, and the reason for that would be because Lemaya said you haven't got a long term plan to live in Israel. And even if people actually have been here for many years, but they're always thinking that you're going to move, you're going to move, you're going to move, or then, okay, then they're still planning on moving. And this brings me to the third shita, which is slightly different, Roshanbuk shita. And Roshanbuk shita was a bit more extreme. And that was, as long as a person still has a half a minute, in which circumstances he go back to Chutzlaretz, then he can still, still consider being Chutzlaretz. Yeah. It's sad, of what, of what, what in, in these circumstances he go back to Chutzlaretz, so then he still considers Chutzlaretz. In other words, right, right, he doesn't, hasn't made a decision, I'm definitely not going back. He says, no, if this happens, what happens, then I'll take a walk back. He says, okay, so then you still shy to that. Now, that's a very extreme shitter, because... A person's moved here, a person wants to stay here. But uh, if things don't work out, okay, I still have the option. Why is, why is an option enough to still consider Ben Chutzlaretz? When they asked Shamberg this question, his answer pretty much was, over the years I've seen everybody saying that and everybody going, so the result isn't that strong, which means uh, you aren't really committed to staying there as strong. If a person's committed, he's going to stay no matter what. Alright, besides that's a different story. But the person says, you know what, if things are better there, or if I find a good stella there, or whatever it's going to be, things are, I get a good option, I'll move. So he, he said from his experience, people like that generally did move back. And that's the case, it means there's still something which a person is intending to do. As a person who is going to have to go back, because he doesn't have a mahalikh to stay here, that's what Islam is mahalikh. Or do we say, that the means that I'm keeping the option of going back open. And I still die to that, so because I'm willing to go back if, if the circumstances are right. Opinion is, what cons- is that even it's hard to move back to Laksa. Now, it doesn't have to be that specific. In other words, normally when you talk to a couple and you ask them, tell me something, do you really see yourselves living a long time in Tisha? Right? And they say, no, you know, we're here now, everything's good, but one day we're moving back. So according to Rabshain, you're still keeping two days. You're at, uh, it's on the cards to be back, even if you haven't decided when. Right. Now, the Yashiv used to just ask people straight if they have uh, if they have plans to stay for the next five years. I'm not, I, never, I never understood exactly where you got five years from. I asked them, the Rabbi was much closer to him, what was the gather of five years? I never exactly shot. So he thought that was a long time. So he used to ask people, Do you, can you stay five years' time? Are you going to still be here? And if they said yes, then you'd let them keep one day.
Now, I don't know, I don't have specifically five years. There's a certain like, amount of time that a person's, long, it's really a long time. If, if I... So that was another, part, oh, these are all variations of the same mahalach. And that is, daitolachsa means eventually. And as long as a person is still planning to go back eventually, okay, and for very often just practical questions, which like every area until I get these shyness, right? The practical questions to ask is normally delayed in that. Tell me something, do you have family in Israel or is all your family overseas? And how are you going to feel being just separated long term? Are you happy to live here by yourself or are you going to one day feel homesick and want to go back? No, now it's good or nice, but it'll be a few years' time. Or things like that, which, uh, which are going to make a difference to the person what the long term plan is. Right. Then the last shitter, the last shitter is the shitter of the Chacham Tzvi, which you started talking about last week. And like in the Chacham Tzvi holds, there's no such thing as Yom Tov Shein in Eretz Yisrael. As Yom Tov Shein in Eretz Yisrael. He says the whole point of Yom Tov Shein is that people didn't know when Yom Tov was. But if a person is a visitor and he comes to Eretz Yisrael, and now he's here and he sees when Yom Tov is, he's going to keep the same as the people here. There was no Suffolk. And even though we made it into a minag of the place, he says the minag was only for the people who stayed at home. People who came there to Israel, the minag was to keep one day because the people were keeping here. And therefore the Chacham Tzvishit is that if someone from Eretz Israel would move to Chutzlaret, then we could ask the question, is it there long term or short term? But somebody from Chutzlaret in Eretz Israel would keep one day because that was always what was done. Whoever was in Eretz Israel knew when it was, and they would keep one day. So, now, because, like I said, even though the Chacham Tzvi was the Rav of Amsterdam, he was an Ashkenazi Rav, right? None of the Ashkenazi boys can work with our prayer on him by itself. However, this fight him do. Rebbe for example, he could do it. He used to tell people, Kaseda, that if Eretz they give one day, based on the Chacham Tzvi. And this was even for Bakram and Yeshiva, who were here for one year. He wasn't, uh, he held the Chacham Tzvi, that even people were definitely going to go back. Still, right now, Eretz Yisrael is only one day. Which is why much more Sephardim, when there is a show, we'll keep one day. Okay, that's the, that's, those are the three shittas. One last day, which has become popular, I think it originated in Brisk, I'm not sure, and that is to be Mahmir. In other words, to not do Malacha for two days, but still to put on Tefillin or Daven like one day. Forever. As long as you're here. Unless you've come to... Unless a person has made a decision he's going to live in Israel permanently. So you don't say that in the meantime he is still a Benchostar. Maybe he is. We're going to be Mahmoud both ways. Because maybe he should be not do Malachi like someone is keeping two days. On the other hand, he has to put him to fill in. Like someone is keeping one day. He has to dive in like someone is keeping one day. And therefore there was this kind of half, uh, halfway keeping. I think it came from Brisk, I'm not sure where it began. Also complications with this psaq. It means you have to get Kiddush and Avdala. So you have to find one person to get Kiddush and one person to get Avdala for you. Because I'm a of shaykh. If it's young, you can't without Kiddush. And if it's Chol, you can't without Avdala. So it's not so easy. And you get to say that it also has a few complications, how you mach me both ways and say that. You have to be somebody else. Yeah, in other words, Shavuos is easy. Because all there is is the Isra Mulach. When you get to other days of Yom Tov, then it gets more quick tricky how you're going to be Yotzi both ways the Chomer. But there was such a day also, because of the difficulty in doing it, it's become less popular. Even though there were boys, I think I said the Brisk Rav, like I think here's the Pascal, and also originally they say Rav long before I knew him, originally they say Rav Yashua was used to Pascal like that. But Kenireh either got too confusing or it got 
people made mistakes, whatever it was. And after it's become much more like the signing people either consider it a bit still, in which case they keep two, or going to in which case they keep one. That's as far as the person himself goes. Right? Now, which means if a person's going, let's say, overseas to study, or a person going to Israel to study, but he's not studying long term in Kaidal, he's starting to get Snecha. So he's in a Snecha program which will take four years to get Snecha. And then he's going back to Chutzlaritz again. What do you want to consider him? Something like that. Right? So this will depend on the Shetas. According to Rabbi Feinstein, the master, you moved here. This is your home right now. You keep, you keep one day. According to the Yashif, two days. It's a limited amount of time here. When you plan to go back afterwards, two days. However, if a person, let's say, is coming here to get, uh, I don't know, a much long, more long-term reason, right? Well, they're going to be here for 10 years. So now it's going to be a different style of way around. The Yashif now would also agree. 10 years, that's a long time. You, right now you're here, you keep one day. However, uh, Scheinberg, we said before, a person still doesn't tend to go back, even if it's a long time. So they'll say, do this. So now you see the differences between where the shifters are going to come out. So, 